Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We're in our series, man. I'm wa- everybody say, I'm walking in love, and I'm doing a good job of it. Or at least I'm trying. And if you see people come on with a face shield... Just get ready. Yeah, I just said, we'll try to show love. Hallelujah. You should start looking at some people as an opportunity to go to another level. You know what I'm saying? You know, difficult people show up in your life. Might not be a bad idea to tell them that when they show up. They won't know what you're talking about. Just like, hey, how you doing? After about a couple minutes, you'll know and just go, you know, I'm really glad you're here today. Well, why is that? Because you are going to be my opportunity to go to another level. They won't, they wouldn't even be offended by that. They'll be like, what do you mean? You're going to be my opportunity to go to another level. And I'm really happy about it, you being here today. Because I've been tr- I've been practicing waiting for this moment. I've actually trained for this. <laughs> Some of them will take you to another level. I've trained for this moment in time. I feel like I'm ready. Let's see if I pass the test. Go ahead. Please continue with your nonsense. Go ahead. (laughs) Sure. Sure, do you have your mask on? Yes, ma'am, I do. And it's been sanitized. Matter of fact, I've washed myself in Clorox today before I've gotten here. How are you doing? Yes. Yes. That's right. Amen. I'm telling you, you better get ready. Praise God. Here we go. Remember this. Here's the thing about life. Why do we talk about it? We're talking about breaking through the barrier of bitterness. Sometimes we get bitter. We don't know how we got bitter. I'm not just talking about bitterness because we're talking about the areas of pain that sometimes arise. We're going to go through things that are not fair. Why do we get in this thing? We're talking about our love series, man. Love does what's most beneficial for the recipient. Love's going to do what's uncomfortable for me and what's better for you. How many of you know that's going to take a little bit of work? Amen. Love doesn't insist on its own way. Love doesn't say, see it my way. Love isn't just selfish. You know what I mean? I think 1 Corinthians 13 in the Amplified Bible is the most powerful part of love. You can read, read it on your own time. Husbands and wives, I really suggest you read it at least at least once a day together. And especially when you first get married, you know, because I don't know what love is. You know what I mean? Love is kind. If somebody doesn't tell you certain things or remind you or set points of things, you'll forget to be kind because you got to grow into God. Just because you got God doesn't mean you're yielding to him, you're learning. Love must be learned. Love must be learned, and you better have somebody revealing it to you the way God did it. Otherwise, you're going to have a human love, and that's selfish. Human love is selfish, even you moms. I love all you moms. Don't get mad at me. Don't throw nothing. I can duck. Well, mother's love is great. A mother's love is selfish just like everybody else's love. It's true because it's about, it's just the way, now listen, don't get mad at me, moms. It's there, but you'll see it. It's still got a self, selfness in it, okay? I mean, moms are great. I love my mom, you know what I'm saying? But there's still self-love. God's love, that's a whole new thing, man. That's agape. That's love when God loves, God loves and keeps loving no matter what. Yeah, it's a different kind of love, man. You can't teach it like human love. Somebody says, well, the love of God is like, the, the love of God ain't like any human love you've ever seen in your life. 
No human love can do, compare to love. You can't even find like, ooh, the love of all God. No, the love of God needs to just be taught purely out of the word of God. Don't try to look at human action to try to describe what agape is because you can't figure this out. And you don't go looking at the church to see it because they ain't nowhere near it. Okay? Half the church needs a wake up. And I'm part of it. But you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about love like God loves. The example of love through Christ. So here's the thing. We get to a place. Now, this I want you to examine yourself, examine your surroundings, make sure you're not carrying it, make sure you're not producing it, and make sure you're not really keeping it because it's dangerous. We all go through things that are not fair. Maybe you've been through some unfair treatment. Unfair treatment that's not dealt with could cause offense. Okay? So if you've been through some unfair treatment, it's time to check it out. Why am I saying this? People do you wrong. You don't get promotions sometimes in life. Stuff's unfair. It's not easy. You can't stop life from happening, guys. Okay? So I'm talking to you. You can't stop life from happening. But I can only change my response to what's going on in life. I'm not in control of a lot of circumstances. I'm not in control of a lot of situations. I'm not in control of a lot of things. But I am in control of how I respond to all this stuff. That's the key. Because life isn't going to be fair. Listen, man. Whoever told you life owes you something lied. Life don't owe you nothing. Nothing, man. And no, nobody. Nobody. You got to understand this is important now. What do I mean by that? That's what I mean by that. Life doesn't owe you nothing. So somebody's wrote, look at Joseph. I don't know why he had to go through what he had to go through. That's his journey. Look at the Peters of the world. I don't know why you got to go through what you got to go through. I don't know why some of you had to walk through. I don't know how some of you had to walk through the loss. I don't know how some of you look like the dream. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. Stop trying to find, figure out how to explain it and stay stuck in the past. And let's just bury the thing and step into the future and go, you know what? Maybe it isn't what I thought it was going to be, but praise be to God, we're going to go make the best of what it could be. I'm not in control of how it went. I am in control of the outcome. Come on, somebody. I can shift my thinking. I can shift my behavior. I can shift my action. And I can say, man, my next season is going to be the best season. Come on. You can't live. Man, you know, I said something like, you got to get to a place where you know that you and God can overcome no matter what. But I got to be careful I don't get offended, man. It comes on assignment. It's coming by design. And if I'm going to walk in love, I got to be careful. I don't want to get bitter. Got to stay away from bitter. Why do we get bitter? Because unfair treatment that doesn't get dealt with and some of these hurts, sometimes we get offended and disappointment about circumstances in life. Maybe we get hurt by others, and then we allow them hurts to germinate in our heart. Hurts that germinate in your heart produce bitterness, resentment, and if they take root, now you got a problem because now you're going to produce the wrong fruit. So I want you to look. Now, listen, I'm going to train you at another level, okay? This is really good. I'm training you at a level of Christianity that has outlived carnality. So when I'm telling you in this Ephesians 4, this is a step above just Oh, why go to church? I know a bunch of people go to church. Going to church ain't going to do nothing. 
you got to start being and living the gospel. You know what I'm saying? So when I read this to you, go, oh, okay, that's what he's saying. I am not saying you're not doing this. I'm just telling you where the standard is of Christianity based upon the word of God. This is not my opinion. When I give you the standard of the word of God, now you got to make a choice. Either you're going to do it or not do it. But look what Jesus says in Ephesians 4.20. And I like it in the message because it reads better. So if you could pop that up there, thank you. Look at this. Now, I'm going to read it slow. If you don't have your phone, I can go. I'll just take you there. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. Now, this is what he's saying. My assumption is that you've paid careful attention to him. He's saying, I'm thinking you've been listening to him. Pay attention now today, guys, because this is going to help you, because this is the attitude you got to have no matter what everybody else's attitude is. And this is not, Pastor Chris, are you preaching? No, I'm preaching to the church about growing up. Because if you're going to walk in love, you got to be a mature Christian. Baby Christians don't walk in love. You understand that? Baby Christians don't do nothing. Baby Christians need to sit home for a while and incubate. You know what I'm saying? And then let me tell you something. What the church, well, this is what the church said. Man, I don't care how many Instagram followers you got. You better filter what you're hearing. Pastor Chris, you know, how many, I'll be quiet. You better filter that thing through the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Just because people saying it don't mean I, I, I swallow it. That ain't the gospel. I'm really, you know, it's funny. I'm really bad at conversation. I mean, I keep a good conversation, I think. But once we start getting off in left field, I'm not going there. The word of God, black and white, man, it's easy. It's either yay or nay, yes or no, right or wrong, faith or unbelief. God's quick, man. There ain't no, this is what I think. Who cares what you think? I love you. I don't even care what I think. I don't even care what I think. What's the Bible say? What's the Bible say about conduct, character, code of ethics, how I'm supposed to respond, what I'm supposed to say? Well, I don't know if I want to do that. You choose to do what you want to do. I know this. I want to do what he told me to do. And there's no easy, well, how are you interpreting it? I'm reading it, hearing it, and doing it. That's how I interpret it. How do you interpret it? Be quiet. These people clowns, man, some of these people talk about, try to drag you down a road. They're going down full of nonsense, and they try to get you to get in there and go, well, you know, you should be like this, or you should say this, or you need to do this, or you need to do Who's Who in the world's telling you what you're supposed to do? Are you political? Let me, let me, oh, this is going to be good. Let me get a drink of water for this. Are you political? Let me tell you the problem with the church. You cannot, this is why the church needs to get a different stance, and that's why a lot of the stuff you listen to is nonsense. Listen to me. The church does not have a political stance at all. Once you start pulling a political stance within the pages of that Bible, you got a problem. Yeah, you do. Now, let me explain that, though, because there's kingdom principles that have overrode the political system. Now, ain't nobody going to like this because it's, it's cut and dry. It ain't no, there, ain't no, there ain't no playing around. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't read this Bible and then go pull, you want to pull this political nonsense, it ain't going to work. See, there's a kingdom and a king. Problem is, we live in a democracy. That's the biggest problem we got. It's a great advantage to the earth. Please hear me. But there ain't no democracy in the kingdom. <laughs> he don't really care about what you think. The king, the king don't care what you think. The king said, I declare a thing and it'll be. And guess what the little kingdom knights do? They do what the king said. That is, should be you. And I know, so I'm not saying that should be us. Like, what the king say? Yes, sir. 
How many of you guys have been in the military, like real military? How many of you were in the military for a minute? Raise your hand. Like, you know what I mean, for a minute. Did you ever tell the instructor your drill? Did you have a drill instructor? Who'd you have? What? You had a sergeant. Did you ever tell the sergeant your opinion about anything he told you? No. I think today, gentlemen, we're going to run 15 miles with a pack on your back, and that's what you're going to do. Darrell raises his hand. Uh, sir, I'd like to second that opinion with an idea. Could we have some lemonade and sit by the pool? He'd be doing 5,000 laps. Come on, man. They don't ask you your opinion, nor do they care about your opinion. They care less about your opinion. Your opinion means nothing in the kingdom. <laughs> man, some of you, I don't know what these people, I don't know the God some of these people are serving, but it ain't the God I'm serving. Yeah. Man, has God ever said to you, has God ever asked you a question? You know, yeah, like to a degree. Yes, he has. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's been, hey, you know. You realize he does not need your response to know the answer. He already knew the answer before he asked you the question. You know what I'm saying? You look at someone and you're like, ooh, that's cool, God. Why? Ooh, look at that. He said, you know why I made the ocean? Go ahead, answer that one, genius. No, you don't know why he made the ocean. Just you sit and go, know why. <laughs> and let him tell you why. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that is. He didn't ask your opinion. He told Job, shut up. When I put the stars in the sky, I put the sand in the ground. Who are you to tell me what I'm going to do? Oh, now, here we go. Here we go. Were you with me? He got it. He said, were you there when I created the heavens? Were you there when I put the earth in motion? Were you there? Were you there? God said, I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. I would have been like, Job, you got him mad today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, God is God. But now here's a good God. Now this is the cool one. Now this is the mystery of the kingdom. You ready? This is good stuff. You can't leave me in a place you have not given me the ability to overcome. So if there's a system in this kingdom, I can find a way to be victorious in the system. Even though the earth doesn't think there's a system that's there, it's there. You see what I'm saying? Now you got to find kingdom. You can't leave me here without ability to be victorious. That's why he said I gave you the power to overcome it. So now we got to find the system. See, the system will push you if you don't figure out God's higher system to overcome it. Does that make sense? There's a way to overcome. That's what he's trying to tell Caleb and Joshua. He said, look, what do you see? They said, we see walled cities, giants, and land, and problems. Caleb and Joshua said, we see victory. They were looking at the kingdom principle and not the earthly position. If you look at the earthly position, all you're going to see is problems in walled cities. You look at kingdom position, you understand all I got is victory. Come on, man. You see that thing? Now you say, well, praise God, it ain't working out for me. Well, you don't know the system yet. That's why you go into church, now I'm going to teach you the system. When I teach you the system, well, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, then you can't ask for the victory. You know? You know what I'm saying? Because face shield lady, I told him about the face shield lady that yelled at you, Liz. Pastor Liz, I told her, Pastor Liz got in trouble. She's like, put your mask on. Pastor Liz almost gave her two cents, I'm telling you right now. I had to hold her back. <laughs> Jared, I pulled the trigger on it. She was like, ready to say, I do have my mask on, ma'am. I do. I said, like, whoa. <laughs> I turned around and said, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I felt like telling her, I felt like telling her, you're a perfect opportunity. I've been waiting for you. Can I get your bag? Yeah, you got to work that day. Can I get your bag for you? 
Would you like my water? I haven't touched it. It's still in the bag. Yeah, you got to work that. And they're only going to show up every once in a while. When they do, don't waste, their, don't waste them. Don't waste those people. Oh, I got I to gotta stay here for a minute. Okay, you know that crazy guy in the cubicle when you go back to work after all these Zoom calls? Don't waste him. He's precious. You know those difficult people you work with? Don't waste them. They're awesome. You're going to be the tool I use to get to the next level. They're going to drive you up a wall, make you almost lose your mind, but if you could get the grace and overcome, whoo! Praise God, brother. I just made you some cookies last night. Me and my wife made you some cookies last night. We just want to bring them to work for you. Now I got somebody the other day. They're so mean. They were mean about stuff. I was like, did you do that? No, I didn't do that. I was like, well, praise God. Aren't you pleasant today? You're going to get this all day long. You got to learn that this is an opportunity for me to grow. The problem is this. Say, pressure. I'm really bad at some of this stuff because I don't like conversating in areas that people don't know nothing and expect to hold a place where we can go. So you have to come in and figure out the level of carnality people are at before they even start speaking. And the minute they start talking, you'll know where they're at. So just meet them where they're at and give them the grace for you think they should be and give them their binky. You know their binky? I got one. They brought me one. This is a binky. It's a passy. It's a little sucky sucky. You should carry one of these in your pocket for all your friends. That wear you out and go, here you go. Next time you see, send someone, you need to send some people this in the mail. Anonymously. Don't even send it from the state you live in. Anonymously. Anonymous. Somebody, don't worry, it'll be on social media the next week when it shows up. I don't know who did this. Somebody, you know who you are. You sent this to my Instagram account. Just go give it to go, hey, put your binky. Time to get your binky. This is kind of nice. Kind of like it. I might get a box of these. Somebody order a box of these things for me. This is pink and got butterflies on it. Praise the Lord. See what I'm saying? See, Jesus said this. He said, I got to give you a bottle. It's like a bottle, a pacifier. You give this to a baby. Remember breaking the kids of these things? They became dependent on something it was time to grow out of. It's called carnality. And it's about time some of us start growing out of this binky stage. But the problem is this, you've been a 40-year-old baby. And every time you start popping off at the mouth, we just feel like going. But we can't because we can't tell you that because that could be a little bit offensive. <laughs> but we're going to be thinking about this the rest of our life. Next week when you go out, you're going to see people with one of these in their mouth going like this. You'll never forget this picture. So get a good look. Get a zoom in. There you go. Keep your binky. Look what it says here in Ephesians 4.20. It's the Bible. It says this, that that's no life if you learn Christ. My assumption that you were paying careful attention to him and you've been well instructed in truth, what? Basically at the point you haven't even learned about Jesus. Listen, man, precisely as we have it in Jesus, I want you to be instructed in truth. 
watch this. Since then, we do not have excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that old way of life has to go. I'll read it real slow. He's saying, everything, I do mean everything with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it all. And then take on entirely the new way of life, a God-fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. God's character being produced in you and your conduct. What this adds up to is this then. No more lies. No more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Go ahead. You can be a little angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry and don't go to bed angry. It's okay to get angry. Just channel it. Anger is a powerful tool if you use it right. I'm so, I'm so mad at the position I'm at, I'm going to change. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so mad that I can't get a breakthrough here. I'm going to find, you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you do it as a business guy all the time. We're not where we need to be. I'm kind of angry. So what do you do? You restructure it. You fix it. Or your family's not where you fix it. And you get, as a, as a, as a man, as a businessman and woman and as a guy, you know, sometimes anger is not a bad thing. You know, I'm kinda, I kind of know I got to make some changes. Sometimes anger is a fuel of passion. More than it's, but anger can be dangerous if you're not careful. If you don't know how to channel it, it could cost you too much. Look what he says here. It says, let no, what? He says, but don't give the devil a foothold in your life and don't let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. The King James says this. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use edification and minister grace to hear and grieve not the spirit of God. You know that, right? Because you got the spirit of God whereby you were shielded into the day of redemption. That's really important. But I'm knocking things around. As you know that, right? Watch this. It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you're shielded into the day of redemption. Now look at verse 31. I want you to see this. Let all put away. Everybody say, put away. All bitterness, wrath, anger, Clamor, evil speaking, be put away in all malice, and be kind to one another. Now, that's big. Look at verse 32. Be what? Be kind to one another. Even as Christ, what? Forgave, you forgive. Come on, be kind. Everybody say, be kind. You got to be kind. Kindness has got to be put on. You got to put on kindness. Look what it says here. In the Amplified Bible, 1 Corinthians 3.1. This is really good. Go over there, dive into this thing. Okay? Oh, I like this. Now, he's, Paul is talking to the church, and he's explaining to them, hey, guys, you should be spiritually there, but you're not. However, brethren, I could not talk to you as spiritual men. Carnality has to be outgrown. This is what carnality is. In the, re, in the Greek word of carnality, is, it's basically serkikos, which means this, a fancy word to say what? Fleshy, body ruled. Body ruled. That means your decisions are made about what you feel. How you respond is based, and actions are responsive based on how you feel, what you think. Your governing factor is not the word of God. Your governing factor is whichever you feel. And what you feel means this, your body ruled. To be carnal means the word of God has not become my foremost and final authority in the cares and affairs of life. It's what I say is the final authority in the cares and affairs of life. Now, that means you're carnal. Now, listen, 
Carnality can be grown out of, I don't want you to feel down, and I'm not trying to push you, but this day, well, this is what I think. Well, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, you ain't allowed to think it. Now, that's where you're going to be growing out of. Now, the good news about carnality is you can grow out of it. I know this is like a little bit of a, of a bigger, b- bigger teaching kind of thing, but you need this. It's important because watch this. Okay, I got good news for you. He said, however, brethren, I could not talk to you as spiritual men, but as non-spiritual men of the flesh in whom carnal nature pre- predominates. What's that mean? Basically, I'm talking to you like an infant in the new life, and you're unable to talk yet. He's saying you're a child. Now, he's not belittling them, and neither am I with you today, but I'm asking you, are we growing? So the only thing you got to be asking yourself, am I growing? Am I growing in this? Am I not? Am I maturing in this? Am I maturing in my love walk? Come on, if you're doing the same stuff you've been doing 10 years ago, maybe you're not growing in some areas. This is about you growing. You know what I mean? This is not about you pulling the exemption clause. I fed you with milk. I couldn't give you solid food. You weren't strong enough to eat it. you got to understand. Not strong enough to be ready for it. For you are all still unspiritual, having the nature of the flesh under the control of impulse. For as long as there's envying, look what he says. If you see envy, jealousy, wranglings, factions, you are on, man, among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh? He's saying when you see this carnal stuff, man, it ain't good. Behaving yourselves after human standards and like unchanged men. Somebody say amen. Right? Don't you see it? You see it too? Like, I, I just, I don't care. This is what I say. No, you got to grow. Here's the great news. Everybody say the great news. You can grow out of carnality. Just like a child grows out of it, you grow out of it. Little baby grows. You give them the tools, right? So God gave us the word of God. Now look at this. I found something that's really important. You got to understand this. Look what it says here in, um, is it James, right? I think I got, yeah, J- James 4, 6. Look at James 4, 6. James 4, 6 is good. Look what it says right here. And I found it in the Amplified Bible. So James 4 and 6, you're going to love it, right? James 4, 6 says this. And they got it over here. You're going to love James 4, 6. James 4, 6 is strong. Look right here. It says, but he gave us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see that? To de- what? To defy sin and live obediently in life and reflects both your faith and your gratitude of salvation. He gives you more and more grace. What's grace? The power of the Holy Spirit to change. Okay? So now put that in. Now watch this, right? We say, well, we live in the dispensation of grace. Okay? So here's what God did. He gave you the grace. Everybody say grace. Say it. Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit for me to grow. Here you go. Now, here's the thing. Do you not know what to do or are you choosing not to do it? That's the only question. Because grace gives you the power to grow. Now, you see that? Did you pull that in? Because you go, well, I'm carnal. Well, we're all carnal to a degree. Well, I'm a, I, I, I'm not, I don't know how to do all this. You can. Well, how, what, by what power am I going to change? And everybody gives you this Holy Spirit stuff, you know. Oh, the Holy Spirit will change you, brother. Just stay in the services long enough. You'll get it. No, you won't. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit's going to come like a dove. He's going to land on you. And when he lands on you, we're going to know the Lord has chosen you. No, it ain't going to happen. He said, this is what I did. I gave you the grace for wherever you are in life in need to catch up in the growth of the Holy Spirit. So that means this. You got the grace to forgive. 
I'm telling you, do. Now watch this. We're going to get in this thing. It's really good. Stay with me. I know it's a little deep in here, but you're going to be all right. Say, say, look at your neighbor. Say, you're going to be all right. Just hang on. This is important because look what it says in Matthew 18, 7. It says offense is coming. Okay? Look at Matthew 18, 7. Really important. When they see this, they'll see it. It says, woe unto the person with offense. Now, why is it coming? Usually unmet expectations. Didn't work out the way I thought it was. Now I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? Here, you want to see it like this? Let me give you this and I'll explain it to you. Woe unto the world because of offenses. It must need be that offenses come, but woe to the man by whom offense come. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut it off. Now, man, God is serious about this offense business. When I read this when I was a new believer, I was like, this does not make any sense. Because you take the word of God for straightness. He's saying, now, obviously, you ain't going to go saw your foot off, but you understand what I'm saying. He's saying, look, I'm serious about this. If something's causing you to get offended, you need to cut it out of your life. Whether it's the idea, the opinion, the hard thing, he's serious about it. He said, wherefore, watch this. Ooh, I like this. He said, wherefore, he said, if thy hand or if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. Cast it from thee. It's better to enter life half maimed than it is to go two all the way to heaven with two feet or two hands. If thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. That sounds gross, man. It's deep. Pluck your eye out. I mean, it's better to enter into life with one eye than to enter in with two eyes and cast into hell. And I thought about it. Jesus was serious about not getting offended so much so he's showing you you got to cut off whatever offense has come. That's the magnitude of it. If that's causing you to be offended, cut it off. You see this? Cut it out of your life. If somebody hurt you, now look, I'm going to tell you right now, some of you need to get some new friends. If people are offending you or have been offensive towards you, and every time, I'm telling you, man, I don't know whatever's causing this thing to happen in your life, but you need to get rid of some of this stuff. Does that make sense? Is that okay? You pulling this in? You got to make some life changes here, man. Like, you know, sister so-and-so wants to call you up every time and get you, get you to that place. You don't need all that drama in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're going to talk about the word, praise be to God, but if we ain't talking about the word, I don't want to talk no more. I'm just trying to help you, man. You ever get offended? You ever, get, you ever take offense? You ain't allowed to. Now, look, has people done stuff to get you to take offense? Yeah, you better believe it, but you better not pick it up. He said, woe unto you. He said, don't touch it. You're going you you to touch, you gonna touch a, 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 a live grenade? No. Next time you see it, think about it live. I ain't going near that. Get away from that thing. Some of you better start acting like this with people. They start trying to pull you in or get you, and then all of a sudden, they're trying to suck you in and get you mad. Hey, they don't even know they're being used. Saying stuff and insensitive or hurtful or mean or just being weird or something. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying, man. They try to do it with that thing. They try to, they try to like, drop it on you. No, I go, hey, man, I ain't going near that. Why? Because if I get offended, see, here's the thing. Remember we read it in Hebrews? He said, if you get offended, you're going to get a bitter root inside of you. The bitter root of offense gets in there. What happens if you got a bad root? You got jacked up fruit. You got to be careful that root of offense don't get in there through what? So now you're offended. Now the fruit that comes out, abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. You got that root in you. And when that root gets in you, your mouth starts saying, man, you can locate people now. 
offended, they're hurt. People talk about the same thing 40 years ago. 40 years ago? Oh, my God. Come on, man. 40 years ago? Can't be talking about 40 years ago. Don't get offended. Somebody say, well, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem getting offended. I don't have a problem getting offended. You want to bet? You will. You better put this thing on speed dial somewhere and pop it up and go, man, I'm mad now. You, got it. you can't get offended. Now, I'm not beating a dead horse. I'm trying to get you to understand. Jesus said, if you take offense, you can get it. We can't see roots. It can get in there, and you got these roots, and now all we got, man, everything. You ever been around somebody's everything is negative? Oh, my God. Man, you could take them to Disneyland and Mickey Mouse be the tour guide, and they're still complaining. <laughs> complaining. Complain. You know what I'm saying. It happens. Be careful for the offense. Now, here's the important part. Offen- I'm offended. Yeah, I know. You know why you got offended? I'm preaching good. Watch this. Every time, every, listen to me, you ain't going to like it. It's God's honest truth. I, I know what I'm doing. Every single offense you ever got was for the word's sake. Yep. And amen. Because it's Mark chapter 4. Affliction and persecution cometh for the word's sake. Immediately they are offended. Why did you get offended? It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. Now I'm mad. Blah, 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 God. Uh, we all been there. Stop lying. I don't know how y'all go to church and lie. Stop it. I'm not saying you're a liar, but you lie. Okay? Okay? No, you do. You get mad. What do you mean? It didn't work. I prayed it didn't happen. You been there? Oh, man, I've been there. You ever had your little pity party? Look, I'm not knocking it. it didn't, I should have got the promotion. Why did I get the promotion? You ever been there? Everybody in this room had an opportunity. Came for the word's sake. It's coming for the word. What do you mean offended? Immediately, they get offended. Why do they get offended? Because of the tool of the enemy. He brings pressure. Brings so much pressure, tries to get you offended. minute you get offended, you forfeit the word. Now we got to hear again. He don't want you keeping his word. Why I got to go through this? Listen, I'm not saying people don't have to go through it. Some people got to go through unfair stuff. There's evil people in the earth, guys. I'm not sitting here like a MacGoover. I understand. But I'm telling you right here now, even that, here's the thing. God gave you the grace. What was the grace again? Power of the Holy Spirit to overcome every evil tendency and the evil things and the good things you got to overcome. Because sometimes good things you got to overcome. That's what Paul said. He said, hey, can you get rid of this problem I got from Satan buffeting me? He said, no, my grace is sufficient. You'll be made strong in your weakness. Because it's not your ability that's going to do it. It's my ability in you. Remember that? I go to that all the time. It's a great way to see it. What's he saying? He's saying, no, I ain't going to make your problems just go. Make my problems go away. God, God, make my problems go away. You don't grow if your problems go away. You got to get bigger than the problems. Make my Goliaths go away. Make my Goliaths go away. Run to the battle. Forget about your Goliath going away. Turn around and chase it down. Make it go away, God. Make it go away. Make it go away. God said, no, you get big and go fight it. David, little ruddy-looking mess. Didn't know that kid had nothing in him. Brought a sack lunch to his brothers. He didn't even know what's going on. Didn't know the potential in David. David looked like a little kid running around. Hey, guys, I'm here with lunch. He said, what is that? He said, oh, that's the, that's that circumcised Philistine. He's over there, uncircumcised Philistine over there. He's screaming all day long, cursing the armies of God, talking all this smack. You know what David said? He said, man, who is this clown over there talking about my God? They got nervous. Oh, shut up, little kid. You don't know nothing. David said, look. He said, no, 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 no. Then he found out the reward. You know you got a reward for it. 
He got the girl. A man will do anything for a woman. He got the girl, the gold, and the glory. Come on, somebody. Say, he got tax-free life. Come on, somebody. He got the praise of the people. But he didn't ask for it, but he was getting it. And then he got the girl. Woo, he got the girl. Come on, somebody. You ever watch the movie, David? You should watch it. It's online or something. You can get it. And she comes out. I was like, that's why David fought Goliath. <laughs> right there. Woman. He seen that woman? Woo, that's why David fights for, come on, man. <laughs> that's how you fought. I know why you fought Goliath, to get your girl. Come on, you big, dumb Philistine. I got you. All he kept seeing was her face. That's real preaching right there, amen? amen. He said, What's, my God, she looks so good. Praise be the Lord. He said, I don't mind dying. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, laugh. Well, yeah, it's true, though. He asked three times. Trust me, it's something that had to do with that woman. But listen, ain't no problem with that. But here's what the key is. What? David said, what? He said, my God will be with me. He was with me before. He'll be with me again. You know when we had, you want to know what's funny? Until David, you got to get this now. Pull this in. Until Goliath showed up, we didn't even know the potential in David. He would have just been some kid running errands. Opportunities are your what? Access to another season. Obstacles are promotions in disguise. Everybody looked at Goliath like he was a problem. David looked at him like he's a promotion. Here comes, here's David. I've been waiting so long for this girl. I've been waiting so long for this business to take off. I'm being honest with you. I've been waiting so long for this business to take off. I've been waiting so long for this promotion. I've been waiting so long for this promise. I've been waiting so long. I've been, how about this? How about we just look at it through a different window? I've been waiting so long for something to happen. I've just been running sack lunches and playing with sheep. God told me I was going to be king of everything, but I don't know when it's going to happen. But he told me, after he, told, he anointed me and told me I'm going to do great things. And I've been sitting there singing songs on the backside of the stinky sheep pile, just singing to God and worship you, God, and writing the book of Psalms for crying out loud, going out of my mind, and then you're bringing lunch to your brother, and I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and doing what I, and just doing life, and I'm just doing life, and all of a sudden, David said, here you go, and they said, who that guy? He said, this big clown came and said he could defy the armies of God. Did he really now? Wow, what's up with that? He said, yeah, he goes, and there's a reward on his head. What's the reward? He said, the gold, the girl, he said, he, they, they, you know what David said? That's what I've been singing on the other side of the mountain. That's what I've been waiting for. My moment in time. My moment of apprehension is over. It's my time to seize the day. It's my time to seize my moment. I've been preparing for this. The jaw of the lion and the jaw of the bear. I defeated them. I can defeat this. You over there, why is Goliath here? David's like, Goliath's my way out of where I'm at. Goliath's my opportunity out of this thing. Kind of got offended. David, shut up. You're just a little boy. Be quiet. <sighs> Why'd they call me a little boy? Don't they know I'm a big boy? 
don't they know they be 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 binky binky binky? I'm so mad. I'm offended. Don't they know who I am? Come on, man. You could get offended about anything if you choose to, and you can miss your moment of opportunity. He ain't getting freaked out. Come on, think about it. Anything. Look, here's the key. Come on, you got like four minutes. I'm going to let you out of here. Jesus was serious about this thing, guys. Come on, ready? It's coming for the word. But here's the key. Write this. Take this away. Cutting off the offense means you're going to have to inflict some pain on yourself. You know what that is? I didn't do that. I'm not going to be able to get what I want. I can't say whatever I want. I can't feel whatever I want. I can't do whatever I want. I don't get to want, want, want. Come on. Come on. Come on, look at me. Come on. Come on. Come on. You watching TV? Next time you get on the plane, face shield lady shows up. Sooner or later, you got to go back to work. You're going to have to sit by demon-possessed Bob over there in the cube. You know what I'm saying? This, 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 this pain is because I'm not allowed to do what I want to do. Say what I want to say. I ain't even allowed to feel what I want to feel. Oh, you better play because if I get going too far, I, I, I won't leave. But this is how I feel. Oh, please look at me. But this is how I feel. Okay. What you feel is carnal. Because that's the voice of your body speaking. Now, that's not easy. And I want you to get something here. And it's connected to your soul. It's okay to feel. But you can't feel forever. You know, I told Pastor Liz something we were talking. I said, somebody, somebody brought up something about Jesus. He said, Jesus wept. Yeah, he wept, but he didn't keep on weeping. He wept for one scripture. Very good, doctor. Three words. A little bit more than three. But he wept. Three words. One scripture. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? He didn't keep weeping. The word of God comes in that stopped him. Now, listen, I'm not talking about grief. Somebody lost somebody. You understand what I'm saying. But like, this hurts me. You ain't allowed to hurt for too long. Now, you got to pull that into context because that can seem very strong. Like, why can't I not? Because if you stay feeling ruled, you're staying body ruled. You stay body ruled, you're being carnal. You can only stay there for so long. And if you're not careful in that pain of that body rule thing is where you're going to get offense. You see it? Because what happens is like, I'm justifying the reason why I feel like this. 
Uh, now listen, man, some people are just wrong. People have done people wrong. That is not what I'm saying. But he gave you the grace to overcome even the wrong they did. Look at how you go, how you say that, preacher? The guy that stood on the cross that was crucified, these people looked at him and said, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. See, everybody wants the standard to be man. The standard's not man, the standard's God. So the day you're ready to make God your standard is the day your life changes. He didn't tell you be like the guy sitting next to you. He didn't tell you be like the preacher and the popular. He didn't tell you. He said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. Not me, Jesus. He said, you want the standard? Here it is. You be like me. See, now here's the thing that should, should get you excited. See, people, now watch this. Now, this is going to get touchy for a minute, but stay, stay still. We won't know I'm talking to you. Okay? See, this is what happens. Well, you know, that's, that's just what it is. No, what it is is you don't want to change. It's okay that you don't want to change. Just hear me. I'm not being rough. But he gave you the ability to change. You're just choosing not to. So let me, I'm going to use Keith because he's here. If I'm offended at Keith and Keith did something wrong to even, he, he did, totally he's wrong. He's totally wrong. And I'm offended and I got the right to be offended. Jesus said, even though you got the right to be offended, you still can't be offended because I gave you the ability not to be offended at Keith. But then you do say, but you don't know what Keith did. Jesus said, yeah, I don't, you don't want to know what they did to me. And then here's what I did. Because I knew you were still human in the moment, I gave you my grace. Remember the beginning of this? So give Keith what I gave you. You ain't going to like the next minute if you got offense in your heart right now and you're holding it willfully. You know what you're doing? You're holding back God's grace to man because you want to be God in their life and you're not. So really what I'm saying is the grace that God, I'm using Keith as an example. I love Keith. He's my buddy. He's a bulldog, though. He's a little deceived. Okay. That was funny. You got to laugh. That was funny. He's not laughing too hard, though. He might be offended at me now. We'll get, we, we'll, this series will be good, right? But yeah, give me the grace. Give me the grace. See, he's saying, I gave you the grace to give to Keith to you and Keith to have harmony. I go like this. No, I want to keep the grace that you gave for him, and I don't want to give it to him. That's what you're saying when you choose to be offended at anybody. I'm not going to give you what God gave you because I don't want to give you because I don't think you deserve it. But God already said he deserves it, but I'm going to hold it back because I don't think you deserve it. Then God goes, you know what? If you don't think he deserves it, then you don't deserve it. So now, instead of me and you having grace, God resists the proud. That's a prideful attitude when he gives grace into the humble. Are you seeing this? Yeah, that's why you do this. You know what you do? You go, man, I'm going to give him grace because I need grace. Praise be to God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it out of spite, bro. I'm going to forgive you, bless you, bake you a cake. Hey, come on. So why? Because I don't want God to get, let, come on, let the grace glory spout flow. Come on, hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to stop flowing in my life. If you want it to flow in your life, you got to let it flow. You're seeing it. You guys got it. Don't ever forget this stuff. It's important. I ain't getting offended. You know, you got a right to. Yeah, I know I do, but I choose not to. Why? Because I need grace. Look, can I, can, I give you, can I give you the 101 of life? This is a billion-dollar bonus. Billion. You'll save yourself so much headache with this. Oh, my God, you'll save yourself so much time. The, the judgment that you wield out to people is the judgment God will judge you by. You think I'm kidding? It's the word. So if I go, all right, Daryl, let me get off Keith because he's a good guy. Daryl, you're a great guy too. 
I got to ask Deb, is she watching? Deb, send me in a survey. Let me know how Daryl's doing. No, I'm kidding. If I choose to get him and go, I'm going to give you 80%. God goes, good. You give him 80%, I'll give you 80%. For what the measure you judge, shall you be judged. Sounds like the Bible to me, don't it? So how much, how much forgiveness you want? I want all, 100%. I'll forgive him. <laughs> God look at me like, hey, oh, I got... Hey, bro, I'm going I'm I'm to slip through the gate, so hallelujah, I'm in. You see what I'm you see in this mentality? But that's high life mentality. That's high life mentality. That's another way of thinking. Now, I'm not asking you to get people to step all over you and be mean to you. That's not what I said. You can correct, but you correct with love. You don't have to be treated wrong. You have to be treated right. But I cannot demand certain things in people's life that God has set them free from. Who am I to tell you I'm going to hold you for your sin that God has forgiven you of? You ain't God. He didn't do that with you. Don't you do that with others. That's why I remember I told you, you sow what you reaped. Got a lot of love. Ain't yours anyway. The love of God shed abroad in your heart. Why don't you give it away? You know what problem is some of you? You're trying to bottle up what God gave to mankind. Let it out, man. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like doing a lot of things, but you got to do it anyway. Your feelings will always catch up to your faith. Write that down for you faith people. My feelings will catch up to my faith. I got to do it by faith and obedience to the word, and then my feelings will catch up. Is that okay? Do it by faith, man. Forgive, and sooner or later, God will let you forget. Ain't that good news? Praise the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Father, we just thank you. I believe, Lord, today we help some people supernaturally because of the word of God. I know what's happening in their life. They're great. Guys, this big guy, this is a big, this is a big, this is a big message today, Jesus. This is growing. This is growing stuff today, man. This is the stuff you leave a building like this, you'll never be the same again. This is a series you go back. This is see, this one you go back and you listen to again and again and again. Because some of you, some of you are getting offended and you're bitter and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You're getting bitter. And some of you got mad at God. I don't know why you're mad at God. Because God. Let me tell you, if you steal, this is why the earth better wake up. You see, you see steal, kill, and destroy, that ain't got nothing to do with God. And God cannot override some people's decision in life. You understand what I'm saying? God don't steal, kill, and destroy. Nuh-uh. God come to give you life and life more abundantly. That's what he said. Ain't that good news? So don't go blame God. You know, they say act and act to God and all this stuff. That's nonsense. God, God's in life business. He ain't in the death business. You okay? I love you guys. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now. Hey, we ain't going to get offended. We ain't going to let no offense come in. We don't let no offense come in. And some of you got some, some of you, let me, let me tell you right now. Some of you, you've been to, listen to me, please. I don't want you to feel like I was being insensitive. Some of you got some feelings, and I understand that you got a right to those feelings if you choose to. But I don't want you to keep them so they mess up your destiny. So let's do this. Let's forgive. I'm going to tell you, there's evil people on the earth. I ain't playing. You know it's true. But let's forgive. God gave you the capacity to do it. You might as well do it. It's going to help you. I don't want you living with that bitter. No, bitter, bitter root makes bad fruit. I don't want you to walk around that bad fruit. It starts, like, it starts looking at, it's like becomes lenses that you look through, everything you see. I don't want that for you. That's why sometimes I got to preach something a little bit, you know, tight. It's just a little tight sometimes. It keeps you right. Keep you on the right road. 
Yeah, Pastor, you know, I got offended. I started getting offended at stuff. Not like at people. I started watching. I was getting offended and like I was getting a bad attitude about certain things. Just keep picking up stuff and looking at stuff. My God in heaven. I was like, man, man I got to change my attitude. That ain't the attitude of the Lord. I'm being transparent. You know, you hear, see stuff and you go, man, my attitude's a little bit jerky. I need to fix this, Jesus. And then I got it. I got a breakthrough in the day. I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, I just, boom, you just go on. Don't let offense in. It costs too much. Jesus said, if you're getting offended, cut it off. You're going to hear that too. Some of you are like, oh, here, here comes the opportunity. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't pick it up. It's dangerous. Jesus said, whoa, get away. Run. Run. All right? Father, I thank you for each and every person watching and listening. Thank you, Lord. You're changing and transforming. God, do something supernatural in life and may it never be the same again. And Lord, I pray you touch them right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You can just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Oh, hallelujah. In every service, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to walk out of here the right way. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you've never asked him to be your Lord and your Savior. Maybe you've prayed the prayer, but maybe you've never truly made that decision in Amen. your heart. And the Bible is very clear. It says if you believe in your heart and mm. confess with your mouth that he is Lord, then you Come will on. be saved. It's not only for eternal life with him, which is an amazing benefit, but it's because he wants to help you and give you that grace here mm. on earth. So if you're in this room today, if you're watching online, wherever you're at, and you say, today I want to make a decision to make Jesus the Lord of my life, would you just lift your hand? Nobody's looking around. Just say, that's me this morning. I want to make that decision mm. right now. If you're watching, you can do that right where you're at. You can put your hands down. It's the greatest decision you ever make in your life. Mm. But I'd like all of us right now to just repeat after me. Just pray with me right now. But don't just say the words. Mean them from Jesus. your heart. Just say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe you died for me. You gave your life for mm, mine. Mm. So right now, yes, Lord. I give my life back to you. I ask you to mm. forgive me of my sins. Yes. And from this day forward, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. Savior. I want to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Well, that's awesome. If you need information about what you just did, you can find someone Come here on. to help share and they'll give you some more information. Yes. I'm glad that you joined us today. Just a reminder, tonight at 6 p.m. online at, uh, at our on our website or on our Facebook, we have Chris Sarno TV. We are talking about, what are we talking about? How awesome I am. How I would fight Goliath for you. Oh, man. Oh, ready? Oh, so sweet. What do you mean? It's very sweet. I know you would. No, but we're actually, we're talking, we're still continuing this series. We've been talking about walking in love. Last what? week we talked about Go ahead. getting offended. Tonight we are talking about are you deceived? Yes. Do you have deception in your heart? Don't get deceived. So we invite you to watch that. You can watch it on Facebook. You can watch it on chrissarno.tv or on the relevant site. Any one of those things, it's on there. And otherwise, we will see you online Wednesday night at 7. Yes. Next Sunday morning, 9 o'clock at 1030 online. In person, we'll be here at 1030. We yes. Love you. God bless you. And we hope to see you soon. You're Amen. God bless you guys. Praise the Lord. Pray for Pastor Liz. She fell. But I saved her. I was there. Serious. She fell. Pray for her. And pray she doesn't hit me with that cane because she needs to walk in love. Come on, somebody.
Love you guys. You'll never do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.